Look. Somehow I escaped the fate of this life I lead. The worst is she tried to kill me and my wife to be. Black widow, silk sheets and a satin pillow. This California king loved you like a sack of endo. Empty Patron bottles and a pack of Mentos. Master sweet, refrigerator full of incidentals. Every day we have a ball like a blonde bimbo. Talk to her like a shrink and fuck her like a nympho. And it can be as simple as it seems if you never doubt yourself and learn from everything you see. No, wishing on a star can turn your life into a dream. And you could walk on water, just don't look down at your feet. Look, told this world I was a star and I'm gonna need a stage. Cause life is short and talk is cheap, so fuck what people say. When I was 12, a crazy lady told me lead the way. I shed a tear cause it was real. Swore to never stray. Now every second is a classic with nothing less. Gotta take a moment and appreciate the fact that this world is turning fast. we all share. No one has ever escaped it. And that is as it should be, because death is very likely the single best invention of life. It's life's change agent. It clears out the old to make way for the new. Right now, the new is you. But someday, not too long from now, you will gradually become the old and be cleared away. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. Stay hungry, stay foolish. 
was their farewell message as they signed off. And now, I wish that for you. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Thank you all very much. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting to my right, E-Man Bates. The P-I-P, the PIP. That yes, would be sir. I, E-Man Bates, coming live from uh, the Plymouth Rock production studio. And tonight we have special guests who uh, is a band that I'm a big fan of that we've seen a few times live Likewise. and plays around the Metro Detroit area and beyond, Chirp. Uh, uh, guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being on here. Fresh off Thanks the album us. release, by the way. Oh, man, I am excited to talk about this album. I wanted to talk about it before we started recording. One thing I want to <laughs> just mention before we even go in. Yeah, go for it. It was really cool when the song was ending and how the lights kind of went up there. Yeah, I that was kind of crazy. Dope, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was a uh, song called Who Detached Us by Nipsey Hussle. I want to say rest in peace to him. He was tragically uh, shot and killed yesterday in, in Los Angeles. business, man. Um, which, yeah, is really sad, man because he was a uh, really positive person in hip-hop he like was really invested in his community he really believed in uh keeping the money inside of his community and he had opened up multiple stores in there he had um started after school programs uh getting kids into learning like the tech side of the world like silicon valley type stuff uh, um, not to mention the dr cb documentary doctor that, that's i know that's the fan theories thing that's going on no right no now. no he's actually doing oh, oh yeah, yeah no the documentary no, not, i'm not talking about the cold conspiracy theory mm. thing i'm talking about the actual documentary he was yeah. about to produce well, explain that a little bit so dr cb pretty much he was on trial it was a covering his trial back in 1995 uh where he went to trial and proved that, you know, I can cure AIDS and uh, cancer, HIV, all these like uncurable, uncurable diseases by an alkaline diet. Uh, you know, alkaline, you know, like mm -hmm. alkaline ve veganism pretty much and stuff like that. So Nipsey went on to produce this documentary, uh, highlighting his life because he was, Dr. CB was killed, I think in 2016, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. I don't know where, whereabouts or anything like that. I can look that up real quick. That's what mm -hmm. we got computers for. But, uh, yeah, Nipsey went on to produce this documentary. He actually, in the cold conspiracy thing is that he said if they, you know, if this Rodney, y'all need to ride for me if they kill me when this documentary comes out or about to come out or something like that mm -hmm. so i don't you know I, i'm not getting into that aspect of it i just want to say rest in peace nipsey hustle he, just, was a, he was definitely a pillar in like the crenshaw like LA, los angeles community pillar in hip-hop period hip -hop, too yeah. um and i just saw actually before we started the podcast that nick cannon plans on finishing the documentary for him i, I did see that, that too. so that's pretty cool oh hey uh uh you know hope lauren london and you know yeah yeah family, and family like and stuff, that. man. that's like, terrible yeah. i know he was a dad like, and everything goes so out that sucks and he's only 33 years old man true yeah and also shout out to sean davies he was he's a huge nipsey hustle fan and he's the one that put me on to nipsey a while back and he was like uh, i was talking to him last night about it when we found out and he was like bro you gotta he's like there's this song called uh, who detached us featuring steve jobs and there's like this perfect part that steve jobs reads off at the end and so he picked out the song for us this week so shout out to sean for that um but anyways Beyond the sad news, man, I'm excited to have Chirp here in the studio, and uh, we need to talk about this album, guys. I know, I know, for <laughs> most of the people that are listening, probably already know who you guys are. But you guys quickly want to introduce yourselves and say what you do in the band. Sure, uh, Jay Friedland. I play guitar and sing. My name is Brian Long. I play the bass guitar. My name's John Gorey, and I play drums. 
And my name's Ken. No, I'm just <laughs> Ken couldn't make it today, but uh, Ken's here in spirit with us, and he's the guitar we got player. Got you. We were going to put up a cut up like right <laughs> here, possibly, <laughs> but we didn't have time, so it didn't work out. But yeah. <laughs> Oh, spirit. <laughs> Before I ask you guys about this album, I just wanted to briefly tell you how much I appreciate and love this album, dude. I think you guys did an awesome job with this, and it was totally not what I expected. I thought you guys did a great job in uh, not only having like the nice rock tunes, but there's a lot of like the softer side on this album too that I thought like really worked out well. Like uh, Dickerville, I thought was super cool. I loved like the little like the harmony background parts of the singing and shit. Yeah. Personally, my favorite track. I'm I'm torn between Planet Groove and Pieces. Planet Groove I like because it has like that hard like heavy like yeah. opening to it, and it just goes into this, like straight up like funk like style, and like that was dope. But and even that, like Father's yeah. Day and fucking Pig Beach are fucking amazing too. Like oh god, what was like, the so one different. that was just like straight up? Was it Cozy that was just pretty much like straight just up like bass? bass? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, that was yep. sweet too. So, like, take us through the writing process a little bit for uh, for this album for you guys. Uh, well, I think most of the tunes on there are stuff I've written for the most part, like over the last it, probably four or five years. I think something like that. And there's like cozy is obviously all Brian, mm -hmm. and then there's a couple tunes where Brian had a section or Ken had a section. Um, mm. But it was a lot of like like when I write, I like to kind of write with. Uh, like a bit of an open frame and kind of bring things in and have the guys like interpret their own parts. Like sometimes I'll have like a loose idea, but um, I don't necessarily write a whole lot out outside of like chord progressions and things like that. And I definitely trust uh, the other guys in this group to come up with something like, you know, groovy and creative. Mm -hmm. so, dig it. Yeah, yeah. I was curious. I think it was on this track Father's Day. I'm not sure. I think it was. There's like a piano breakdown part in it. Is that a Father's Day or uh, Father's Day? Dickerville. It was to something towards the end. Let me see, hon. Let me look it up. Piano I, I, breakdown. There was like a little piano part that I was. I think I even like posted a clip of so it on my Instagram. We had. It was playing. Oh, you're thinking of pieces. Pieces. Yeah. Pieces. Yeah. Pieces. We got. We got Kevin uh, Gastangui who tours with Corey Wong. He's like his nice. artist. So okay. We played a gig with his uh, another group he plays with called Nookie Jones at a place called Tip Top in Grand Rapids, and saw this guy play, and we were just like, man, this guy's like tearing it up. He's and then so later good. we found out he like plays with Corey Wong too. That's like, crazy. Corey's Corey uh, Wolfpack, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And That's so, awesome. yeah, we just like shot him an email, not really expecting to even hear back or expecting it to be really expensive. And uh, it was doable. And he just like re recorded a few tracks, like remote from Minneapolis and sent him over. So I think he's on three tunes on there. It's and we tight. like could not be happier with what he got on there. Dude, yeah, that part yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. And then I love how it like kind of goes right into like, goes from that into the like, little guitar part then it picks back up a little bit towards you there's so many layers on this album man i'm really really impressed with it dude. i was you. watching yeah. like the video like when like the process of when you guys were recording this album so you guys were like doing like actual like hard like tape and everything like that too like the actual tracking it right yeah so we we ran the album back through tape we went out to uh a guy named glenn brown who's based out of lansing he's like a legend as far as studio work and just like mastering and things like that around michigan um he was recommended to us by the Desmond Jones guys, actually. Oh, nice. Um, okay. And he, yeah, he, we didn't know it was even going to be a possibility to run things back through tape, but we tried it out and like pretty much after the first song we did it, we were like, we want this on the whole album because it just <laughs> gave it like this like kind of vintage feel, felt like something like a rock record out of the seventies and just like, it, it sounded nice clean man. to it. Yeah. It really I did. loved it. Yeah. Do you guys have a personal favorite song of yours on that? Or did I mean, I I don't know, man. I I like Planet Groove a lot. That's like personally like probably one of the funner ones for me to yeah. just play in general. 
Yeah. And Bound is probably my favorite song. And then Pieces, too. I really like the piano solo at the end of Pieces. Yeah, it's man, insane. Likewise. Any, uh, have you guys played any of the new tracks live? And like, you, what kind of response have you been getting out of some of that live? Uh, we, we, we'd pretty much played everything on there before releasing the album. Uh-huh. Nothing was necessarily new. Pieces, kind of, because yeah. that was like a pretty rare one for us to bust out. But I think we really like cleaned them up for that album release party and mm-hmm. played them with like maybe a lot more energy than we have in a, in a while because we just wanted to like absolutely nail them for that show. Um, so I think like it's just given us kind of like a fresh look at some of these tunes, like finally having this album out and listening to those versions more and more. It's kind of like renewed our the fun we have playing them in a way, almost something like that. That's that awesome. Sense. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see you guys live again now that I've been listening to the album and like because before I've seen I've seen you guys a few times now, but before I wouldn't know any of the song titles. You know, you just go watch you guys play and jam out and shit. But now yeah, it's, it's always like a cool live to, like have this. One story. thing I do like I remember I saw you guys play like a while back at Plymouth Rock. You you do like the kind of like the Nelly Rye with me oh fusion. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, That's the first time one. I saw you guys do that was uh, when you guys played with that Casual for that Casual's uh, album release party. Oh, nice. That yeah. was pretty sweet. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a fun show. But um, anyways, take us back a little bit and kind of, I want to hear how you guys formed as a band and how you guys came together. Uh, we started in 2015 and when we first started, it was Jay ken myself and we had a different bass player and then about two years ago our bass player left and we added brian to the mix side dudes <laughs> which Saw is really dude. cool we always knew about brian and his skills uh we never like personally met him but we messaged him on facebook i think and he just showed up and everything clicked really well and so we got really lucky having him join and uh we've just been trying to grow ever since yeah, I think from an outside perspective, you guys uh, landed a great one because Brian's got a lot of personality on stage, man. Oh, man. Like, yeah. In a way, it almost like makes me think of Flea. Because, like you know, the like yeah. bass oh, players yeah. don't usually get like the the front running crowd and like the like, almost like the front man quality. And like you have a lot of personality on stage. And I think people are really Jack drawn Lopez to you. Jack well, uh, Thundercat. Uh, I, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I think it's great that you guys added him. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think I'd seen you before Brian was in the band. I think, I think it was, yeah, he was already joined by yeah. the time that I had seen you guys live. Um. But uh, so, where do you guys draw your inspiration from writing? And you got any like certain processes that you go through, or um, do you guys like try to keep a theme in mind when you're writing, or is it just kind of like how it comes to you? It comes to you. Uh, the way it's been going is Jay will write and come up with most of the ideas and bring them to practice, and we'll all kind of add our own flavor to it, and. Um, but yeah, mostly Jay comes up with ideas and then we just try and work with what he does. That's cool. Um, and then I was also curious because uh, I know I see this a lot now, especially in hip hop. I feel like social media and um, streaming kind of influences the way that people write and put out music now. Like oh, yeah. I know a lot of them will make short songs, short albums, um, because that will get them more streams or get the album played more times. And, I mean, you guys, it feels like, do not really give a shit about that because there's songs <laughs> on here. I mean, Pig Beach is, what, 14 minutes long? Yeah, right? damn so. close. <laughs> Li- yeah, live it's, like, between, like, 17 and 20 probably. Yeah. So that's, like, the version with the fat trimmed off it even. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
yeah i don't know i i try to keep that stuff out of my mind when i'm writing and just let the song be the song not that it doesn't definitely ends up affecting it like the length um i don't know like i some of these tunes i was just there's there were two or three sections i had to just cut after mm-hmm. writing them so i was just like this is like too much it's like too self-indulgent and right. i don't know if that's me just thinking about it impacting like how i feel about the song or if it's like subconsciously it's something like people might not enjoy it as much if it's uh if it has just too much you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying it's i was impressed to by it's dictating Beach, actually because I, I i put it on and i'm like holy crap this is 14 minutes but i never felt like at any part of like the drag board or anything yep. like yeah it felt it's got a lot of different parts yeah. it kind of feels like multiple different songs yeah almost. i agree yeah i'm excited to see that uh played live shit 17 minutes live i'm yeah. that. yeah <laughs> you guys got any shows coming up yeah we we're going across the state this weekend we're in uh grand rapids friday at nice. billy's lounge and then saturday at uh, Union Street Station in Traverse City, which is actually our first time in Traverse City. I'm excited. Uh, that was a group called G Snacks. What do we have coming up around here? I like that name. Um, I feel like we have something local. We got. I think our next Ipsy show is the, uh, May 24th. We are at Ziggy's with, with um, My Baker and Look nice. at Thickness. Yeah, two bands I know very well. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. Guys. It's a contest to play on uh, Cow Pie Music Festival, which is like kind of an up-and-coming festival, but it's definitely gotten a lot of traction over the last couple of years. Nice. So it'll be a little strange competing with good friends of ours, but right. I don't know. <laughs> it'll be a fun show. Well, shout out to uh, Dave Jeffries at Ziggy's, man. He, uh, that, that place is awesome. I love, I, that love, place. I love that place. I've still never been to a show there. So. I have uh, did my release party there back in nice. January. Yeah, it was Very nice. Cool. Yeah. Dude, I love that place. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm glad Ipsy has a spot now because Me too. Ipsy was a little bit lacking in that department. Yeah, I agree. I mean, West Cross, West Cross is, you know, that's kind of coming up a little bit. That's more it like is. EDM hip-hop style, though, yeah. for the most part. Right. Uh, I don't even know where that place is. West Cross mm. on Cross Street. Oh, okay. It's yeah, like I've never been there. Right across, it's like right next to, you know where uh, Stuffed is? Mm-mm. In the, okay. Tom's? You Tom. hang out in Ipsy way more. <laughs> Do I hang out in Ipsy all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but hey, when you guys are playing live, is there any like, uh, how do you guys prepare for that? Is there any like pre, pre-show rituals that you guys have or jitters or I mean, <laughs> you guys I, get nervous for it? I like to drink a bunch of coffee. Yeah, and I like to like I like to try to warm up a little bit before I play. Honestly, like personally, like if I, if not, I'll find myself like cramping up before you know, you know, like halfway through the set, my hand will lock up or something like right. that. Um, I don't know, pretty much that, and yeah. I think we all got our own little processes. What's your I'm with you with the coffee. Yeah, coffee. Man. I love hitting a Starbucks, get myself oh, yeah. a nice large coffee, get all hyped up. John's got to have his coffee. That's <laughs> my pre-podcast <laughs> ritual. I got to have some kind of caffeine in before we get going or else I can't get in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I just come straight in. I don't know. Yeah, you do? Oh, man. <laughs> I was like dragging ass. Well, I worked all day today and then came straight here. So I was like, I definitely got to stop and get some caffeine in me on the way here. <laughs> but um, anyways, so you guys were saying that you guys had um, – you obviously collabed with some other artists outside of the bands for the uh, for the album. How do you guys go about the collaborations? Do you do it like organically in the studio, or do you guys have like email in parts or something when you collab with people? Because I know a lot that happens a lot in hip hop. Oh, people God. just email yeah. verses back and forth. And those yeah. vocals come in yet? <laughs> That's what it was with uh, Kevin, who I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier, the keyboardist. He uh, yeah, he recorded everything 
I think a lot of it was actually while he was like on tour with Corey Wong, like oh, that's crazy. probably from the van or something, yeah, just like remote. Tight. And uh-huh. then I think he has like his own little home setup where he lives in Minneapolis. So he sent us some stuff, uh, yeah, through email essentially. And then Ken like did all our mixing and recording stuff. So he just kind of took it and you know put it on the track, and then we worked with it from there. Oh, so and Ken then, does all the the mixing and yeah, mixing and yeah. All that? It was, oh, I, I know noticed that. that in the credits actually. I was gonna yep. ask about that. Yeah, yeah, so it was it was all recorded uh, where I'm living now, which is my grandma's old house that she kind of left to me and my brothers. She's she's still living. She's like mm-hmm. living down in Nashville. Just can't really take the colder months. Oh, dude, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like 31 I'm years old. I'm, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here. Yeah. So it was all recorded just in like various you know bedroom closets. We'd like stick amps in there and just sit right out of the closet and just do take after take some in the basement some in like the living room upstairs and it's like the house isn't like treated for sound obviously it's mm-hmm. not like a studio situation but i think the house actually was like pretty rewarding as far as just like random houses go to record an album we actually got like some really good room sounds there and like from the compliments we've gotten that are more geared toward like the sound quality of the album i'm like that's awesome that ken was able to work that out just in a house you Mm -hmm. know because ken it's not like we're working with like the best equipment but a lot of like ken's know-how just like his knowledge toward that stuff in general i think was really beneficial you know yeah to have someone like definitely helps for sure i know that helps like with that casual now that nick's been uh like managing studio here and learning how to engineer and stuff. Yeah. I know that's going to help yeah. them big huge, time. Huge, yep. huge. And this yeah. place, I mean, this this studio that we're in right now is so <laughs> amazing, dude. Yeah, so so awesome. nice. fortunate to have this space. Seriously. But um, and then last question I had before we get into like our normal segments and pouring up our beers is, why did you guys? Or was there ever a time that you guys wanted to do something else with your life instead of music, or has it always been about music for you guys? Uh, I mean, when I was younger, I thought I was going to be like a herpetologist. Yeah. And then I thought I was going to be like. I'm going to be honest, I don't even know what that is. That's, like <laughs> someone, that's someone that studies reptiles. And then, oh, I, that's all of a sudden, okay. and then all of a sudden, I was like, wait, I like fish tanks. So then I thought I was going to get like, you know, into fish, be a marine biologist. Uh-huh. And then like, I discovered this like plant and then like bass guitar in eighth grade. And that was game over. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm doing this. Yep. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Uh, for me, I, I grew up like kind of just more busy with sports and stuff like that. So I think as a little kid, I always envisioned, envisioned myself as like a pro athlete. That's mm-hmm. honestly what I always wanted. And then, I don't know, I got a little more realistic. And I don't know, through my high school and college years, I really didn't know. And I kind of I picked up guitar like a little last minute, like not till I was right out of high school. Um, John actually like inspired me to start playing because he had been playing a little bit through high school so he like showed me some of my first chords and stuff and from there like pretty much from within like a month of picking up guitar i knew it was what i wanted to do like that's when i was like yeah i'm going for this yeah so i started playing music when i was a teenager then i went to college and never really like thought of myself as being a musician but a year before i graduated and got my degree jay asked me to join the group and i kind of just like diverted from the path i was on and now i find myself in a band and here i am that's awesome man i'm glad dude i'm glad because you guys really have a good thing going on for for me man i've always been like such an avid music fan like i'm obsessed with it i mean i I can't just like hear a song that I like and be okay with it. I gotta like know everything about it, how they recorded it, and all the all, like yeah. all the ins and outs of it. But I've never been a great musician myself, so like it's amazing now to have 
this podcast with E-Man because at least now I can like channel my love for music into something that I want to do for a career, hopefully. I mean, I went to Specs Howard for this shit, so it's awesome to have have you guys on here, man. There's so much local talent that's coming out of the Metro Detroit area right now that's yeah. fucking crazy, dude. It's it so really good. Is. It's a really good scene that we got going on yeah. here. But anyways, in the spirit of the podcast, uh, E-Man, what kind of beer did you get for us tonight? So over from Founders, which John has a hat, don't you? Yes, you, you should probably turn this around now. Like just, just perfect time. There we go. So over from Founders, for we got that Founders the, uh, sponsorship. <laughs> hey Founders, you listen to all right. Hey, so we got the Hoppy Wheat Lager, known as Trigo. We're trying to keep in the wheat, like the wheat family. We had uh, Oberon last week, and before that, we had that Sheboygan Blood Orange. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah, dude, it was really good. I haven't had this one yet, but I do love founder stuff, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see this. Going by the, what's this, Beer Advocate, it says 6.3 ABV. For those who don't know, that's uh, alcohol by volume. Uh, brewed in America Hops, that in collaboration with Spain braced uh, Mahu San Miguel. Hmm. I don't know, I, I think that's right. Mahu, Mayu. <laughs> I think I got that right. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I like the artwork. I always like Founders artwork, and that's usually what draws me to their beers and stuff like that. Like I know they have like their Barrow Age series with the uh, what was it, the Dankwood, the uh, was it Dankwood, uh, the KBS series, the CBS, CBS. series. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn, what was the other one that was really good? The uh, better, uh, better half. That was the other one I was thinking of. Yeah, they they always have really good stuff. So that said, let's pour. What's our song? Yeah. By the so way? when we poured it up, I was thinking that we could play one of the tracks from the new album. Um, I I mean, if it's cool with you guys, I was thinking about playing Father's Day. If that's okay, let's do it. All cool. right, all right. Here's a little bit of Father's Day off Trip's brand new self-titled Thanks. album.
Yeah, that was a little bit of Father's Day off Chirp's brand new song. That, that was the whole song. That was the whole song. I couldn't <laughs> stop it. It was too good. It's too good. Man. When the song's good like that, I can't just cut it short. Um, but then also, I think it's worth mentioning that they have the single out right now, too. It's called Greener, that they have a video out for that you can check out on YouTube or wherever you stream your videos from these days, um, which I think is pretty funny, man. You guys running around in a green man suit and shit. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, but yeah, anyways, go check out their album. Buy it. Uh, stream it everywhere. It's amazing. They did really good shit, and they really worked hard on it, so go support them. Yeah, cause um, I think I got your, I think I got your guys's and monsoons. I think came out the same day, so I got both. Dude, of I've been jamming the shit out of yeah. both of those. They're such great. That Ela Luna song on uh, Honey Monsoons album was that uh, Andrea awesome. that sung that? I think so. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. So yeah. good. It's a crazy good album. Yeah, it really so is, good. man. There was a lot of great, great shit on there. But um, anyway, so on our podcast, we do a segment called uh, Something Old, Something New. We also do a segment that I was talk about the beer first. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I guess we get to I always skip that part because I, I don't know shit about beer. <laughs> so, E-Man, why don't you tell them a, lot of, a little bit about our beer? Right, I can so tell you that it's tasty. Off, like, straight up off the aroma, you can tell, like, the hop, like, you can tell, like, there's something, like, the strong hops. Like, it's just very, very hoppy beer. However, it finishes real smooth. I thought it was going to be like a re- kind of a bitter because it's coming in like 35 IBUs, which I think the scale is like 100 something. But this one's like a lot, a lot, very smooth, like very like warm body to it, kind of really carbonated. I like it a lot, actually. I, I didn't think I was going to like it this much, but yeah, it's pretty good. Founders, keep it up. What kind of beer? Oh, Weed Ale. Yeah, Weed Ale. Lager, gotcha. Weed Lager. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that so is tasty, man. I like the that. The difference is, just for FYI, the yeast. So there's ale yeast and there's lager yeast. Mm. So I don't really know the difference in taste. They pretty much are the same, to be honest with you. But two different styles. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Um, this is the second time in a row we haven't had a super thick desserty third stop is it third, third yeah because we had the Chiboygan and then oberon now oh those. yeah we did i yeah. forgot oberon week was last week yeah that's nice but anyways yeah rolling along into something old something new we do a segment on here where each week we talk about some new project we're listening to and then something old that we've been jamming along with and uh i guess in the spirit of um what happened yesterday i am for my something old this week i picked um mailbox money by uh, nipsey hustle which is his i guess it would be his final mixtape that he released um it was his ninth mixtape because he's got like he's got so much goddamn music it's crazy but um yeah that was released in 2014 for digital download and um and it was also released in a limited first like first 100 copies for a thousand dollars and it wasn't that the one where jay-z ended up buying like a hundred copies yep, of it, and he so, made like a shitload of money off so it yeah what of happened is wow. nipsey sold his album i think it was like for a hundred grand each each copy was a no it was a thousand dollars a thousand dollars each grand yeah yeah you're right you're right yeah a thousand dollars a copy and jay-z bought a hundred copies that's what it was <laughs> oh <yeah>. my gosh <laughs> yeah so he uh he and that was before out. nipsey was actually famous too so yeah like, and that like that basically funded some albums dude jay-z what jay-z does for hip-hop is awesome dude like he just recently what did he what did i just see that he did um he somehow got like um what's his name uh uzi vert out of that label dispute he was in so that he was able to release more music and then like he's, he had recently paid little wayne's taxes when little wayne got in like tax evasion trouble he like helped get meek mill out of jail he paid for 21 savages lawyers when he got arrested for the immigration charge thing Dang. so like jay-z is like always there for everyone in hip-hop so that's why everyone loves him so much besides how talented he is but um yeah, so that that was uh, and actually that came by recommendation by Sean Davies too, man. Most of the Nipsey shit that I know of is because of Sean. So, shout out to Sean again for that one. 
Uh, E-Man, what do you got for something old this Something week, old. Just because of the whole Tech 9 scare, it was a battle rapper Tech 9 mm-hmm. and not Strange Music Tech yeah. 9. I went on a Strange <laughs> so, Music right. Tech 9 kick. Yeah. So I'm going to go all sixes and sevens. That was like the first album Tech 9 put out that was, you know, like really like mainstream regarded. Mm-hmm. Just because I was he was coming off the Carter 4 thing with Lil Wayne. Uh, you know, that sing- they had that single in my cycle with B.O.B. and, uh, oh, and yeah. Hobson yeah. was on there. Uh, Worldwide Choppers, where he had pretty much everybody, every fast rapper you could think of. Like Yellow Wolf, oh, and yeah, Twista, Buster Rhymes, like all of them was yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, was that was nuts. That was a great album, dude. Mm-hmm. Like all around. I saw him once at uh, like oh, he. Op- I think he was the first one on the lineup for Rock the Bells in 2010 when I saw him at uh, Pine Knob. If, if you ever have the opportunity to go to a Tech Nine show, just do it. Dude, yeah. Tech Nine is probably Tech Nine is amazing live. Yeah. <laughs> probably one of those back when he was still painting his face and shit when you yep. were on yeah. stage live. Did you say, did you say that? He was still does that. Yeah. Yep, I was at that oh, too. Oh, were you really? Was, oh my god, yeah. that lineup was nuts. No, he Absolute still paints his face to this day. Oh, does he? Yeah. That I thought he got stopped doing that. No, he stopped doing the hair thing. Oh, maybe that's why. But he still paints his face to Tech Nine. I was not ready, and after that, I was like, I'm a fan. Tech Nine, hands down, was one of my favorite like rappers to watch play live ever yeah yeah, yeah that's awesome um so you guys have any old music you've been jamming on to lately man mainly like most of us do is like old yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. oh man wow brain work um <laughs> i don't know man tower power i've been listening to some of that that's my oh, yeah. dad's favorite band okay nice mm-hmm. a lot of our favorite bands are probably your dad's favorite bands. <laughs> steely, steely dan always steely dan, Bro, so i've yeah. been listening to, like the classic vinyl like channel on sirius and then they play so much steely dan oh, it's yeah. not even funny dude yeah. i love it yeah it's so good it was like that uh they do a lot of what's this who did who's the, who made the song uh this is the story of a hurricane i'm like oh, bob, a blank. Dylan? bob dylan they play a lot of bob dylan a <laughs> lot of beatles like stuff nice. like that so, yeah yeah actually funny story about tower of power my dad for his 50th birthday went to Las Vegas with my mom, my aunt, and my uncle, and somehow my uncle like got word to the band. And during the middle of their set, they called my dad up on stage and got him to come Whoa. up on stage and said "Happy Birthday, Dad!" <laughs> That's so like that. awesome. It was fucking crazy. I don't know how they, I don't know how my uncle pulled that one off, but yeah, my dad was like, it was like the best time of my life. Like, actually, he's he's always said that was his favorite concert until recently. Uh, for my dad's sixty fifth birthday, I just talk, took him to see the Motet at. Uh, oh, nice. At um. L Club in, in Detroit. Nice. So, yeah. And he was like, man, this is amazing. He's like, this is reminds me just of Tower of Power. He's like, this shit's awesome. Yeah, my dad loves that kind of funk music that, and shit. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yep. Motet is sweet. Yeah, Motet's awesome. And their new singer is fucking awesome, dude. He, he can really wail. I need, I, need, I need to check out their new singer. Yeah, he's, uh, they just put out their first album with the new singer recently. I think it came out like earlier this year. And it's really solid, man. He, I mean, this guy's voice, like, I thought he was a black dude. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I really did. I was like, damn, this is white boys got soul it's crazy um but yeah that's just a funny little story i had about tower power but nice. um and then on something new this week i went with um uh, what did i go with oh i actually went with the the new uh birdman juvenile album uh which is fucking phenomenal unexpectedly i did not expect like this to be like in 2019 to be a great juvie project but it's awesome, dude. It, I really only found out about it. So you thought it. it was a great doobie project, huh? Yeah. <laughs> dude, he was... Uh, I watched you thought you were making bad music, huh? <laughs> I watched You'll come on a podcast and talk about shit about doobie, huh? <laughs> I saw uh, an interview with him on uh, Hot 97 on Ebro in the Morning, and he was talking about the project. And I didn't realize how much of like a, a rap fan Juvenile is. And like that, 
the I don't know the interview just like sparked something in me, and I'm like, I, I'm definitely gonna check out this new project. I think it's called uh, Just Another Gangster is the name of the album. Oh yeah, but yeah. he is rapping his ass off, and it's really fucking good. Um, but actually, I listened to a couple other things this week too that I thought were worth mentioning. Uh, Cautious Clay who is a super talented young cat from Brooklyn who plays like 10 different instruments and like does all the parts himself. His voice is insane. He's even like, he even plays flute. <laughs> like he plays flute, he plays guitar, drums, bass, everything, dude. He's like super talented. And he's released a few EPs now. Uh, he hasn't had a full length project out yet, but his new EP is solid. Um, Did you listen to uh, Diddy's son? No. Holmes album? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Did you? No, I, I checked it out. I meant I had it queued up, and I just like, nah, man. I'm gonna go with my new album, which I'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, but, Table of yeah. Context is the name of the cash, or Cautious Clay. And then finally, the last new project I listened to because I did get around to a lot of music this week was uh, White Denim's new project, and that band, man, is like one of my favorites out right now. Like, there's not a whole. Like, I feel like rock and roll is not as prevalent as hip-hop has been over the last like decade or so. It's like a fighting, dying breed that we need saved. And so there's awesome bands like Chirp and, and White Denim that are trying to keep it around for us. But uh, this White Denim project is called Side Effects. It's nine tracks long, and it's fucking awesome, man. It's really uh, sweet cool rock and roll music so those are the three new ones can that i talk I about albums i didn't like this week too sure man go for it let's start with logics man yeah <laughs> let's start with, with logics it was weird like it's, it was i didn't i didn't necessarily hate it but it's really a different step for logic and i, I just wasn't really a fan of it to be honest with you. i still love logic i just wasn't a fan of the album it's more like he's singing more than anything yeah on this he album. went it's kind of like an alternative album, not really a hip-hop album which which like the first difference like Childish Gambino pulled that off pretty well. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. But that was like a whole different group. This, like, all right, I think what's supposed to happen, though, he wrote a book, and it's supposed to be like the soundtrack to the book, apparently. Okay. So I, it's all supposed right. to, like, fit the scheme of the book. I, I knew guess. Supermarket was the name of the book he released. Yeah. I feel like it has some affiliation with that going into it, mm. but I just didn't know how different this was going to be from, like, an actual logic project. Yeah, Rob brought the book, and he's reading it right now. He's going to let me read it afterwards. So I don't know if maybe that'll make me interpret the music differently after reading the book but yeah i don't know it wasn't really for me i did like the first track though i forget the name of it but uh, oh the opening track yeah uh, um, bohemian trap city yeah yeah, yeah nice. i did like that song a lot. i like the name of that track <laughs> yeah i do too uh we can talk a little bit about the billy eilish album i hated it dude <laughs> I, there, I know I, there's she's two super songs popular. i love on that album to be honest with you uh, but overall she's she's like a goth lana del rey are you guys like, familiar with her at all i've heard a couple of her bigger tunes yeah I haven't heard yeah that, like i haven't heard that much of her stuff honestly i listened but. to the whole album just for shits and giggles uh i overall i'm really not that big of a fan of it and be honest with you i, I feel like, like overhyped i get like her appeal don't get me wrong i totally get mm. her appeal not for me though yeah, yeah I, I agree i think i'm maybe just like i'm not the demographic uh, for it the, what was it you should see me in the crowd. I love that song. I actually really like that song a mm -hmm. lot. Uh, and I think the title track is pretty cool too. Mm -hmm. uh, when we all fall asleep, where do we go? That's cool too. But overall, not for me. I just found it a little bit sleepy. I was just a little bit bored listening to it, and I was like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I get the appeal to it. I get why like younger like I, she's like a shock appeal type. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, think the reason I listened to it too was because Fleef posted something on his Instagram about liking it, and I was like, oh shit. Well, Fleef's got good taste. So. Have you listened to her? <laughs> one of, have you watched one of her interviews? Uh-uh. I don't what, know much about that's her That's one of her favorite artists is, or actually is her favorite artist. Who? Tyler Creator. Oh, that makes sense. That sounds about right, yeah. actually. I, yeah. can, I can see that. Um, uh, Pink Sweats was really good. What's that? Pink Sweats. Uh, he's an R&B. He's kind of like a oh, bigger that's the name lead. Of the artist? Yeah. 
Nice. I like it. I like him a lot, actually. He's a pretty good Was pretty that your something new this week, or did you no, have something to No, my something new is definitely Trunk Music 3, oh, bro. Oh, yeah, shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Monster Yellow Wolf release that came out? Yeah, it's oh, pretty amazing. Oh, my God. All right. So, Yellow Wolf, Catfish Billy is on a run, bro. This is So, this is his last uh, Shady Records release, mm-hmm. by the way. He's going independent after yeah, this album. Which, yeah, I know. I think he got into some shit with uh, Interscope. It was not necessarily on Eminem, but it was with Interscope. He like he didn't want to be affiliated with that anymore. So, yeah. you know, when you get to a label thing, they control your releases and whatnot. So I feel it. I feel it. Well, also, but when you're as big as Yellow Wolf, you really don't need to. You don't really need it that much anymore behind you. You've already got this huge fan base. You can just go the indie route and make true. all your own money and shit. But that's yeah. very true. <laughs> you know, you, you you big you feel like your contract obligations and stuff like that, and you're good. However, I do want to talk about some of my favorite tracks the one with MGK Rowdy was mm-hmm. sick that is nice yes do I don't you, like you, MGK I'm sorry are you giving MGK props nah I'm not I, still, okay. I, I didn't like his verse very much but <laughs> it's just I don't know MGK is just corny to me I, just I, can't get I do it. like the versatility on it because it goes it starts off like real like hip hop like, and then it goes rocky and then it goes like kind of like a R&B like swing too it was like uh, like I Love You for instance uh-huh. it's kind of like a kind of like a heart more higher heartfelt type thing right uh but that TM3, Catfish Billy 2, those songs were just... For me, I'm most happy about this album that he's kind of returned to just like straight rapping. Not that and country. he's not doing like yellow. country singing shit. Like, I, I just did not vibe with the last couple projects that he put out. But this one is back to the good shit. I like uh, Trunk Mu- or uh, Box Chevy Part 6. That shit's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's got like... Uh, there's a bunch of people on it. DJ Paul's if on it. Some other people I can't I'll remember right now. I'll put Yellow but. Wolf in that box of rappers you need to see live. Oh, yeah, dude. Yellow Wolf puts on a hell of a show. And he raps crystal okay. clear for someone that yeah, raps like a million miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, because he doesn't... Well, first of all, if you, you know, you're know you not supposed to be using your backing track as a rapper anyway when right. you do a show. Second of all, that man does not skip a beat. I don't know what he does cardio-wise. <laughs> <He> does <laughs> yeah, not yeah, skip yeah, a beat. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, I think it was a really good project. Um yeah, that's what I get to say about it. Um, do you guys got any new projects you always do? I know a lot of people when you're in album mode probably haven't been listening to a whole lot of other shit. But um, <laughs> any newer stuff? I've been listening to uh, a guy, Bill Wirtz. Have you heard of Bill Wirtz for chance? He's like a kind of like a YouTube phenomenon, I guess. He also like edits his own like really weird kind of like Tim and Eric style videos. Oh, okay. Uh, Tim and Eric are great. Really, yeah, oh, trippy man. stuff. But he, <laughs> he writes these really weird like trippy jazzy pop tunes that okay. uh, i've really been digging like at first i was just into the videos cause it's like just really visually appealing words like, w-e-r w-u-r-t-z it's I like check really that out. really weird stuff but like i think the songwriting is really good it's like really cool like jazzy chord progressions and he's definitely he's different it's you might have to be into his sort of thing to dig it but i don't know i like I weird really shit like so it. i think yeah, I, find, I dig find it. my way into it, it. yeah <laughs> hmm Say ghost note, uh, oh, bro. Mono Neon might be one of my favorite he followers. So by yeah, I love that band so much. Didn't they just open up for Lettuce here? Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. I went to that show, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, we actually got to meet all the ghost note guys after that show. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah we went to what was that restaurant called? Sweetwater. Sweetwater. We oh, were getting the wings, yeah, yeah. We were getting some wings, and all the ghost note guys walked in at like one or two in the morning and their drummer spud talked to us for a good like half hour 
just yeah. like shooting the shit. That's dope. That's was, awesome. That's yeah. really perfect because cool. our buddy, we were kind of getting frustrated. He was like kind of wasted and just taking forever to finish his food. But it worked <laughs> out to our benefit because we sat there for an hour and like toward the end, Ghost Note walked in. We were like, dude, thank you so much for taking so long to finish your food. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome, long. dude. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Nice. Well, anyways, so we, we've already asked you all like the serious band interview questions, but E-Man and I have started this new segment on here that's just called 21 Random Questions. 21, 21. Where they're all just something goofy, just sit that kind of gets us to open up with you guys and kind of figure out a little bit more about you that's not really necessarily all that deep. Nice. <laughs> you know, just kind of <laughs> random shit. So um, I guess I'll kick it off, and I think it was because of the weather today that this one popped in my head, and I was wondering... Your favorite season, being that you guys live in Michigan and we get a little bit of all of them. I like fall a lot. I don't know why. I I I like spring too, but uh, summer's a little too hot for me. Winter's really long and gray. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say either spring or fall. I'm with you on that. I like I'm 100 percent on fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Fall's really pretty. Yeah, I like watching the color changes of the leaves. Yeah, me too, man. I'm actually excited. I'm going up north for a wedding this October. I'm going to use one of my week's vacations from work and just hang out up north while the fall time shit is hitting. Oh, yeah. Nice. Fun yeah. Up there. nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fall is like football season. Yeah. You got yeah. Cider. You got a bunch of like, <laughs> oh, yeah. dude, I love, I love fall. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Best sleeping weather. Oh, yeah. my God. It's the Truly. greatest sleeping Truly. weather. You can crack the window open a little, get a little oh, breeze. Yeah. Oh, man, it's the greatest. Bundle up a little bit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Would you rather play at music festivals or at venues, like regular venues? Music festivals. Um, Depends on the weather. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if it's fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything environmental factors are a play right now. <laughs> yeah, man. It's tough. I don't know. I like festivals. I, I like I like playing outside and in yeah. the sun. So if it's like a nice summer day, definitely a summer festival. It, it depends on the on the venue or the festival, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're, like we're, we're, majestic. We, we could be talking about fire festival here. Who knows? Small festival, yeah. We yeah. could be talking about fire festival. <laughs> There's so much. I'm not playing here. any <laughs> festivals involving Ja Rule. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that one actually leads into my next question pretty oh, well. As I was going to ask you, favorite uh, venue that you've played in like the Metro Detroit area? So it could be anywhere from like Ann Arbor to Detroit. <laughs> Majestic. Yeah, Majestic. Yes, yeah. I love yeah, that. Majestic. It was yes. so yeah. sweet. Was that when you guys opened up for Spafford? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was, I saw, congrats on that, by the way. That was a big you. show yeah. for you guys. I saw awesome. No Name there a couple months ago. They were nice. Yeah, she was sick. Hell I love yeah. that it's just like still like ratty as shit. Like the f- the walls are yeah. falling down. They just basically put up curtains to like hide the holes in the walls <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So like it's pretty great. There's, I've seen a lot of awesome shows there. There's a whole thing about uh, Houdini's ghost like haunting the rafters. Really? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he. Something happened where he died there. There's like, like the thing about like there. him doing a stunt like in the Detroit River, like yeah. where he's all tied up and it was like frozen or something, and you're supposed to like go in one hole and then go go out the other. Yeah. And then like it, it didn't. Ha- I, don't, I don't know. So yeah. sure, I don't know. Yeah. I got that. I thought I knew the story, and then, and yeah, then I don't. I, feel I like don't. I've heard a million different I'm stories. <laughs> <laughs> Super cool venue. What though. do you think is more impressive, to be good at bowling or to be good at esports? What are esports? Oh, esports. Esports. Oh. So like Fortnite. Oh, 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 oh. stuff like that. Call mm. of Duty. That's a tough one. That's a good question. I think I'd rather be good at bowling. Yeah. I was just watching a hilarious episode of documentary now yes yesterday about like a PGA. Like, have you guys ever seen documentary now? It's on yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. IFC. It's written by Bill Hader and Fred Armisen. Yeah. And so they basically good. just like 
each episode is a different mockumentary that they make and it's they get like pretty big name actors like the one i watched yesterday the bowling one had michael c hall the guy that plays dexter nice and it was super funny it's just basically about like this this bowling rivalry in the 90s and like he was like this clean cut guy and the other guy was like this like they were calling him like the rebel of bowling it was it was fucking hilarious man it's a really good show if you haven't seen it it's so i'll go with bowling he was like the, he's like the kid <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going bowling, bowling too yeah. i'll go bowling as well yeah, yeah. you know i'm gonna be the odd man i'm gonna go esports i agree with yeah. you yeah there we go okay because <laughs> esports are so big right now you make so much more yeah. money off esports oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> true. <laughs> What about e-bowling? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about Shit. the Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Big Lebowski too. And that yeah. makes me way, way happier than like what thinking about my nephew Dominic playing Fortnite all day, slamming <laughs> on the table, <laughs> being very on, loud. Dummy boy. You're getting called Where out, you at, dummy Dominic. Boy. All right, so the next one boy. is a pretty popular dummy question. Um, what's your favorite Beatle? George. Ringo. I'm a Ringo guy too. Definitely George. Yeah. Used to be Paul. I'm going with George Harrison as well. Nice. Yeah, they should have let him uh, put more tunes on the albums. I agree, man. Yeah. I, I remember watching, like, I, I don't know if it was on the documentary that, like, Scorsese did on Harrison that was on HBO a few years ago, but, like, there's, like, a clipper in the studio, and George is just like, fine, Paul, I'll play it however the fuck you want me to do it, you know? And there's, like, you can just, like, kind of tell it's when they were, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. coming to a head when it was, like, towards the end of the Beatles. Yeah, yeah. Let it be, band. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, was, it was looking rough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Paul, Paul, I think, is, like, an amazing songwriter, obviously, like, super gifted, but it seemed like he was a little more motivated by money than any of the other yeah, guys. Probably. Like, yeah, probably. The oh, yeah. yeah. There's, like, some Paul quote where, like, him and Michael Jackson sat down in the studio for the first time, and he said, let's write a pool today, Michael. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let's write a song that yeah. allows us to buy a pool. Yeah, kinda, like, yeah exactly. Like, that that kind of tells you what you need to know about Paul. And yeah. you hear it in his songs. It's, like, for amazing sure, yeah. songwriting. I can't question that, but it just, like, thematically, it's a little empty sometimes, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I agree. Whereas George, like seemingly wrote from the heart and really good songs too and george yeah. has my favorite solo music like after the beatles same so, yeah. mm -hmm. favorite solo yeah. career no yeah. doubt yeah you e-man you got one? Oh, uh favorite beetle mm -hmm. yeah george harrison for sure yeah. nice yeah. i'm not even gonna go and debate that i'd say george and then lennon would be my second yeah. favorite probably george yeah. lennon here, i think paul Yep. Ringo. <laughs> Ringo. <laughs> and Pete Best. Yeah, <laughs> Pete Best. <laughs> uh, what's creepier, clowns or dolls? Oh, man, that's a good clowns one. Clowns for me. Clowns for me, yeah, too, because sure. it terrified me as a child. Like, you ever see that picture of John Wayne Gacy? Oh, God, yeah. Oh. I That... That image is burned in my brain. I don't think like, I've ever seen that. Oh, it's, is he dressed like a clown or something? Yes. Yeah, he dressed oh, like a clown and killed kids. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that was like he was, was like an actual. That was the mo. I yeah, it was I knew like he killed he, people. I didn't yeah, know he, he was around like the same time as like uh, what's his face, Dahmer and yeah, I knew that uh, much. Yeah, and, uh, uh, Dahmer and Ted Bundy. Ted, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. all at the same time. They're all a bunch of sick fucks. Oh God, gross. Dahmer was the one that kept like their heads in the freezer and shit, wasn't he? Like would like eat their bodies. Oh God, nasty. Yeah, I think clowns for me for sure. Clown dolls. Dolls? Yeah. Clown, clown dolls. Oh, man. Clown dolls. Oh, God. Yeah. There's a loophole right there. <laughs> the yeah. yeah. porcelain porc porc ones with the eyes. <laughs> they actually have a remake of Chucky coming out right now, too. Guess oh, who's really? doing the voice? Who? Uh, Mark Hamill. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, wait. I did see a little thing of him talking about that. Oh, that's so crazy. I used, it used to be clowns. It's dolls for me, but it used to be clowns strictly off the original It with yeah, Tim Curry. I have a funny story about this. So... I used to be terrified of the original It, right? Mm -hmm. And then I realized Tim Curry plays it. You know who else Tim Curry did? 
Who? Nigel Thornberry. Who's Nigel Thornberry? Really? Oh, from the Wild. He did the voice of Nigel Thornberry. I cannot associate. I cannot not associate. Nigel Thornberry with Pennywise. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. okay, I'm no longer scared of Pennywise. Yeah, you know who did that for you? Yeah. Well, I didn't find the the newest one to be very scary either. Dude, it was good. It, it was, was good, good, but like the CGI made it not as scary to me. Like the clown didn't look you like are the scary. Yeah. Second, besides myself, tell that to Seabone next time you see him because <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, the CGI. Like, don't I said that. I know what you mean. Though. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. Yeah. No, my, feel ya. the. I Everybody here see that, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. No. The only part... No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about it then. Never mind. No, you're, you're, you're good. There's one particular scene that actually did give me a jump scare. It was the projector. Oh, yeah, yeah, That yeah. actually yeah, gave me a jump scare. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was a little creepy, yeah. But besides that, yeah, you're right. Have you guys seen uh, Us yet? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. What do you, what'd you think? So, I, I was... Sweet. You're I was mad side. at first. Like, I was confused okay. at first. And I thought there was, like some holes in it that didn't make sense to me Same. but then i kept like throughout the night when i got home i kept thinking about it like all night and the next day at work and i'm like i gotta see this again and then i was like reading a bunch Did of shit on the again? internet i haven't watched it again yet okay. but i still want to and like there was some things like some like some pretty well uh spoken and versed critics like wrote yeah. about it they kind of helped me understand it a little bit more yeah but I don't know. One particular, one particular theory about the little boy that threw me. I can't. I don't want to talk about it because I know there's people out there. Yeah. Spoiler alert. But the little boy. That's that's the one big theory about him. That's like. Yeah. 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 I I was not huge on it, and it partly might have been because I went in with like you know giant expectations because i had right. heard such good things and i liked get out yeah, so much me I was too. Like, this is gonna be awesome but yeah i kind of agree like lots of like plot slash background story holes mm-hmm. like i feel like just like the sci-fi elements of it like it's just like expecting you to like make too many leaps to like assume like okay this is like the magic behind whatever right. that thing is and i just like i feel like you shouldn't have to do that like some of it should be explained so that you can just like engage with it i know little, i don't like a little too more much is left seemed a little rushed. Right. Yeah. i thought the acting was amazing yeah, i thought that that was it was just a beautiful movie to watch mm-hmm. cinematography wise yep. but i was just repeated well, young like my favorite over. i don't know i think my yeah, favorite thing about that like because you got uh mubaku and t'challa's girlfriend in the same movie together oh yeah, yeah and yeah. i loved, i just love the meme it was like oh t'challa got dusted and he and mubaku ran off with his girl <laughs> 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 I, I guess they've been friends for a really long time they went to like film school school together at like i think it was either like harvard or um howard or maybe yale i can't remember which one it was now i'm thinking about it but uh yeah they've got they've known each other since like school so nice. that's yeah, pretty cool the other thing i didn't like about it was uh like some of the jokes felt really just just not good timing agreed like there were it was like supposed to be a really scary moment or right. fearful moment and it was like really you're gonna make that cheap joke there and it just right. took you out of like the reality of it i agree you're like you. okay now this kind of feels like a comedy or it feels like scary movie the husband had a lot of those like yeah of, like, the cheap and the daughter like, kind of like the dynamic between the dad and the daughter was funny like yeah. I, and that's something i did like about get out and i like in serious movies or horror movies is like some comedic relief like yeah, that's always too. a good thing it was just the timing felt really bad with get know? out it worked out perfectly because the comedic relief came from the tsa guy that wasn't right. necessarily involved in it but like, little yeah, like when he would call yeah little Re- or little rel yeah. yeah yeah he's great but yeah uh, no, i kind of feel you on that yeah all right so my Let's next see. one was favorite way to listen to music for me it's personally headphones headphones are in my car i'd go in my car yeah yeah I love just cruising and listening to music. It helps me relax, yeah. Through my cell phone speaker. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I like car. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's a great way to debut new music to yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. No doubt on that. Especially if your car speakers sound good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like to I like to do like the old school record. Yeah, the vinyl. Like the final. I don't yeah. do it as often as I want to, but mm-hmm. usually it's just like through my car speakers or headphones. But uh, I like the old school, like listen to it on vinyl. I do too. I, I got to get a new record player though because my needle broke, and I think the record player is less money than a new needle you is. Can, that I had, yeah. so. You can get <laughs> like a, a little one. USB one for like fifty bucks. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna like uh, actually like spend the money and get like a pretty nice one this time Word. instead. But. I mean, I don't I don't mind the one I got right now. Mm-hmm. Like it does pretty well. But that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, me, yeah, I'm either vinyls or headphones. I yeah. mean, that's the only two ways I really listen to music or, you know, in my car. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like headphones for me, like, the most because I feel like you pick up on so many little intricacies that you don't necessarily sometimes hear. Oh, man, especially if you have, like, a good pair of headphones, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And I got, like, the nice noise-canceling Bose one, so I always, like... Yeah, I got to so get nice. some nice headphones, man. <laughs> it's worth it, yeah. dude. It's so it worth really it. is. I always forget how how amazing it is to listen to music through just like really good. Yeah, I got some like or these speakers in the studio. Oh yeah, these yeah. ridiculous. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. for, just for production, I got some AKGs. Just uh, so I, and yeah, I, those I'm are start, nice. I've been starting to listen to music with them because I I usually just use them like when I'm trying to make beats and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's like, man, the quality on those are so good. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, what's your next one, E man? My next question is. Would you rather have the ability to never get sick again or never go to the bathroom again? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Man. That's a good one. Uh-huh. I hate being sick. I really do. <laughs> Me too. Every time I'm sick, I'm like, this is the worst. I want to get it over with. Yeah. I do too, but I have a baby bladder, and it would be so nice to not have to go to the bathroom all the time. Like, go to a concert and not have to, like, ever worry about having to pee. Oh, man. (laughs) Or in the middle of a movie or something like that. It's just so inconvenient. I think I'd go with that because I'm pretty good about, like, treating my body right, so I don't really get sick a whole lot as it is. So I think I could put up with it every once in a year or two that I get sick. (laughs) If if I'm going on the never go to the bathroom side, does that include, like, going to the bathroom to puke? Because if it does, then Ooh. if I'm sick, I wouldn't have to worry about puking. That's true. Diarrhea. I like true. that. Okay. It's I, mean, I never it thought about that. I never thought just, about that. You know, yeah. let's include that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never thought about that. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with bathroom. Yeah, I'm gonna go with yeah. bathroom as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst part of being sick. I mean, yeah, I just for hate sure puking. Is. You know. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I know I'm not gonna puke. I'm probably gonna relax a little bit. But puking <laughs> freaks me out. So. All right. Let's see. Moving along. Uh, my next one is uh, favorite song that you, or favorite song to cover live. Ooh, please say "Ride with Me." <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that is it's up there. It's up there. <laughs> Ooh, I really like doing uh, "Summer Breeze" by the Isley Brothers. Uh, Originally good, Seals good, and Crawford, but yeah, Isley Brothers. Yeah, we mix it That's with a great song. Uh, "Fly Away" by Lenny Kravitz or "Getaway." Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Whatever that's called. <laughs> we <laughs> just got Lenny Kravitz because <laughs> we're never gonna play another Lenny Kravitz song. I like covering uh, uh, Hey Arnold, Hey Arnold theme a lot. Yeah. Wait, that was really fun. Wait, nice. when did you guys start doing that? <laughs> I don't know. That was early. That was early. That was like yeah. before. That's I dope. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's sweet. I obviously don't play music, so I don't cover anything, but I like watching you guys cover music. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I do like the Nelly, uh, the Get Down On It and uh, the Nelly shit together. Is it Get Down? Yeah, it's Get Down. Get right? down. We yeah. covered, uh, I mean, I remember a show, I play a part of rock. I covered The Whole World by Outcast. Oh, did you really? Cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love that cool. song yeah. so much. <laughs> Me too. I did that, and I did uh, Runaway by Kanye as well, too. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Killer oh, Mike's yeah. verse on The Whole World is so good. That's a great one. 
And your next one, E-Man? Fight to the death. Who would win? A piece of pound cake or a scone? Pound cake's got the food guy. I think pound cake's got the weight advantage. Uh, yeah, you know, but a scone's hearty, you know. Yeah, <laughs> scone's got like you know, like it's got filling like and stuff. Pound cake's like kind of delicate, you yeah, know. Pound scone, dry, uh, scone, pound, like yeah. like if you're like you know, like I'd much rather have someone chuck a chunk of pound cake at, at my head versus a, a just a stale scone. <laughs> you know? So I'm gonna go with scone. <laughs> I like it. I like that too. All right. So, favorite American rock band. Ooh. Hmm. Like modern times? Could or? be any 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 time. An Ameri- an American. Yeah, American it's, it's tough because there's a lot of them you're like, oh shit, nope, they're from the UK. Nope, they're from That's the UK. <laughs> Steely Dan. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. Ha ha Steely Dan's up there for me. All yeah. most of my favorites are from the UK. Uh I'll Armenian. Go, I'll go with Steely Dan. Go with nice. Steely Dan. Yeah. Well you email. Copy you on that. American? Yeah. Oh. Everything I'm thinking of is like UK or right? like. See, it gets a, oh, you get to man. thinking. You're like, oh shit, uh, man! You're like, they're not American either. Shoot. Mine are the Doors for sure. Doors we'll the Ramones. Nice. Yeah. Nice. We'll go to Ramones here. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna copy these guys and say Steely Dan. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, E man, what you got for us? To be the strongest man in the world, but everything you touch is minus your own body breaks or to be the smartest man in the world but everybody thinks you're a douche wait a minute say that one more time <laughs> run that one so back be one the time? strongest man in the world uh-huh. but everything you touch breaks okay minus your own body okay or to be okay. the smartest man in the world but everybody thinks you're a douche so you're pretty much rick sanchez oh i'd at least i'd still be able to like touch a woman yeah, <laughs> yeah. same boat same boat yeah. Smartest. <laughs> Consensually, by the way. Not just touching any random women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, I guess. Pulling on Trump? <laughs> no, definitely not. That's my nemesis. <laughs> oh, gosh. Man, I don't even know. I'd say, like, maybe probably dead. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, i go smart. Yeah. Be a smart boy. Because if you're smart, you could just have you'd have enough money to just like people would just pretend like you're not a douche. Yeah, like, yeah you could figure <laughs> something out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you really want that fake love though? I wouldn't give more than like <laughs> touching anything and it breaks. Like, <laughs> couldn't play any music. Could never like couldn't do anything. How would you eat? Be pretty <laughs> rough. Pretty rough. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. All right. Um, rather have no hands or have no feet. Oh, no feet. No feet. Yeah. Yeah, no feet. For sure, because no you guys feet. are musicians. You wouldn't be able to play. Yeah. yeah. It'd still be tricky getting around with two little nubs on your, no on your legs. <laughs> yeah. No doubt on that. You can get a wheelchair at least. Yeah, you could yeah. probably get some yeah. stumps made up too, some fake fake legs or something right. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could be like uh, Hank, Hank Hill's dad from yeah. King of the Hill. <laughs> Just get your feet sewed onto your kneecaps. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Bro! <laughs> All right, E-Man, what's your next one for us? If you had to give up one of the five senses, which one would it be? Probably taste. Yeah, straight up. Oh, I would man. miss the hell out of it. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Mine would be but... smell, actually. Yeah, maybe snow. Totally smell. Yeah. Oh, totally man. right. Smell, yeah. yeah. See, which affects your, your taste, though. 
I would but give still. up taste because then I'd be the healthiest person ever if everything I couldn't taste anything. Oh, that's yeah. a good point, man. That's a really good point. Actually. Man. Yeah. yeah I, I, you, you, can, you can make so much money like betting people like I'll eat this gross thing. Oh my god, <laughs> you're right. Like, Dude, how are you doing that? Wow. Like, well, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> that's a good one. So yeah, though. taste. Definitely. Yeah. I need money. So yeah, taste. I'm gonna change my answer. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. John's We're, over there, like, hearing. <laughs> Don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be constantly sweaty or constantly have hiccups? Ooh. Both of those would be awful. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like either one of those. <laughs> no, they're terrible. Can I just choose, like, I'll just take the knee? <laughs> I think I'd probably have to go with sweaty just because hiccups would probably drive you to insanity. Yeah, I'd yeah. go sweaty. <laughs> sweaty, yeah. I'd go yeah. sweaty. Yeah. Probably sweaty. Yeah. Either would be really hard to sleep. And be yeah. Absolutely. I mean, at least miserable. we don't live in, like, New Orleans or something like that where it's just straight up, like, humid <laughs> all yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way you, like, get used to that. I no. just think about that. Like, oh, how do people not? You, you don't get used to that. No. You just have never, to be miserable all, yeah, you all would. the time. I don't know. And hiccups would be, I mean, I've, I've like heard stories about people who've had hiccups for like years. Yeah. Like, How? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's like, so nuts. It's nuts. Some kind of psychological It'll thing. It me crazy. Yeah, hell yeah, it would. What's your next one, E-Man? Uh, next one. If you could live on any continent in the world, what would it be? Australia. Mm. I feel like Australia, everything would try to kill you down there. Exactly. Literally an octopus. And like, like, there's so many cool animals in Australia. And yeah, they'll all just, just don't be silly. Also, <laughs> the Great Barrier Reef, you know, that's, that's cool. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, dude, it's freaking Australia. Uh, Australian girls have very, uh, I think their accents are very cool. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think I'm going to yeah. go with Australia as well. I think I'd go with the same. If I'm not here, I'd, I'd do Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. Europe? Is that a continent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I had to think about it too, though, because I was thought I was going to name something stupid. It's either Asia or Africa. I can't think of which one. I'm going to go Asia. Africa's though. pretty cool. Africa, Africa is really cool. Yeah, Africa would be really sweet. Um, that's actually funny because yeah. that's like kind of close to my next question. I was going to say, what city would you choose to live in if it was not Detroit? Well, Metro Detroit area. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, how about Michigan? Yeah, I guess no, outside, how about Michigan? outside of the state of Michigan. Outside there you go. Michigan. Be- better, better word. What city I would live in otherwise? I'd probably do New York or LA. Mm. I think either I think of those would just be, be like go to. endlessly interesting. Portland, Oregon. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Choice. I heard great things about Portland. Do like Denver or like mm. Boulder, Colorado? Denver would be awesome. I think Denver yeah. would be cool too. Dude. New, or- New Orleans would be awesome because of the music culture and everything. But then I've also heard you from a lot drink. of my friends that it's like, like you just like get you don't, drunk. All you don't the time. drink like that, right? <laughs> what if you in New Orleans? Because yeah. there's no such thing as public intoxication. Yeah, city, no, first it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you can take your booze. We out went of the there. Bar. We went there on Ron's bachelor party. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the pictures. I yeah, you saw that. the pictures and the videos <laughs> and just fucking yeah. insanity. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's your next one, bro? My next question, uh, let's see, what's better, to play with passion or to play with anger? Mm. They're kind of like hand in hand. Yeah. I feel like playing with anger can fall under the umbrella of playing with passion. Let's say play with, play happy or play with anger. Uh, I 